we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday! Yes, Monday, back to the work week. Good hey. morning. Oh, stretch it out, man. Everybody right. stretch. Yawn, crack your neck, do what you got to do. Do your meditations, your daily affirmations, your prayer. What's happening? Another week is upon us. That's right. And shout to all the moms out there. Yesterday, of course, was Mother's Day. So shout to all the moms. Hopefully you had an amazing Mother's Day. Mother's Day is very complicated because you know why? Hmm? Mothers, we need y'all. Oh, you know absolutely. We need y'all so, so, so much. And as much as we want to give y'all a break on Mother's Day, it's hard when you got multiple kids. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, we got four of them things, okay? As much as I want to give, you know, the wife a break, I don't know what nothing that. I don't know how to do nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to I don't, I don't know how to uh, fix no plates. I do, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you forget that they, these kids are kids, and you got to cut up food, all kinds of things. Just, I just can't do what mothers my do. Goodness. I can't do what my wife does. I just can't. Well, I, I'm not I, able. 
I had a double whammy this week, and Saturday was my anniversary. Me and my wife been married 22 years Saturday, so hey. we were out in Atlanta. Hey. We went to uh, Nobu in Atlanta, so shout out to everybody in Atlanta. Then Sunday, when we got back, we got back early Sunday morning, like 8 in the morning. Uh, you know, the, the plan was to barbecue, and mm-hmm. I was supposed to barbecue, and then I thought about exactly what you said. I ain't got the time or the patience to cook and then cut up everybody thinking mm-hmm. and clean. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to Vibes in Queens. Vibes is this uh, soul food spot, and I just ordered mad food. I picked, did the same thing. Picked up my mom's and we went to the house, and you know, I just, I just had a spread of food from everything that you could possibly imagine. My mom was there, you know, and you know, grandma's still gonna be grandma. So grandma was there. My wife was there. We just had an amazing time, and my wife just said, "Look, I just want to relax," and that's when Ish got real. Yes, because then I had kids ain't letting you relax, no. and the fact what makes it worse because same thing happened to me this weekend. Y'all wasn't home all weekend. Mm-hmm. I wasn't home all weekend. Mm-hmm. I was out I was with my my good sister Dolly Bishop celebrating her born day because her born day was Friday. Mm-hmm. So me and my wife was gone all weekend. So when you get back in the midst of Mother's Day, yes. Them kids is happy to see us. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and more happy to see mom. That's right. Mom, you can't relax right now. I know you <laughs> want to. You can't relax. But you just can't at you this can't. moment. Then the kids got, you know, I call it diarrhea of the mouth because they want to tell everything that happened. Mm. Everything mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I had an amazing time. So yeah, I had to, you know, cook, clean, and, and get the kids ready for, for, for bed and, and get the kids ready for school this morning. I did about 60% of that. 60? Well, yeah, the, bed, the, baths, the baths were already done. The babysitter did the baths. Then uh, I helped brush the teeth okay uh i read a story to one of them because the other one didn't want me to read the story they had mama had to read that story yep the moral of the story is we can't do nothing without y'all mom see i had i had a little cheat code madison madison was there so you know madison's my 21 year old daughter so she did about 40 percent of the work but i am selling these bracelets you see these bracelets right here yeah yeah my daughter decided that she has a new business of making bracelets she's selling them for two dollars so i'm gonna be coming up here buying so everybody know y'all buy chocolate from people i'm selling y'all bracelets two dollars a bracelet y'all can pick the colors y'all want I got a nice rainbow one for you. Yeah, she did a rainbow. She said, you and Charlemagne deserve the rainbow. So I got, you and me got rainbow matching Look a little cheap. I'll pay a dollar for it. I ain't giving up two. <laughs> what? <laughs> I ain't giving up two. I'll give you a dollar oh, for it, man. man. All right. Let's get the show cracking. Little strings hanging out. I don't know, man. I give her. She's six. I give her a dollar, man. She's six. No, she's two dollars, man. <laughs> the craftsmanship don't the look craft, up to The craftsmanship don't look The craftsmanship good. looks average, typical, mediocre, <laughs> mediocre. and stuck in the big street of low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I got a dollar for you. You know, two dollars, man. All right. When we come back, Teslin Figaro will be joining us. Of course, we got front page news. Joe Biden, he was at the other HU over the weekend, the fake HU, and he well, we'll get into what he said when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Teslin Figaro, good morning. Good morning, Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy. Yo. How was your mother's day? It was wonderful. My 15-year-old, she got me a nice little gift basket of thoughtful things okay. that she picked out for me. And so we went to brunch and had a wonderful, wonderful time. Thank well, you for asking. Well, happy Mother's Day, Tess. Absolutely. Yes. Now, let's start off with sports. The Heat uh, beat the Knicks uh, 96-92 on Friday. The Heat, uh, Knicks is up out of here. Uh, and the Lakers beat the Warriors 122-101. And the Celtics beat the 76ers. So who we got? Because, you know, you know, uh, I, I saw something interesting yesterday. These four, the last four teams. Teams that's in the finals now were the same four teams that were in the bubble mm-hmm. a few years ago. Lakers, Nuggets, uh, who else? Celtics, and Heat. Heat, yes. Yeah, so who we got out of those four? Mm, mm, 
I say Lakers Celtics. I picked the uh, the Warriors at the beginning of the I season. I did too. Um, I'm going. I think the I think the Nuggets will win it all. I think Lakers Celtics, and then I go Celtics. I don't know who's going to come out the East. I, I guess I would say the Celtics could beat the Heat, uh, but I think the Nuggets go with it all. All right, now Tesla Figaro, Joe Biden was at that other H U over the weekend, right? Yeah, he said the real H actually uh, in his speech. You better watch his mouth. You better watch his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, invoking uh, the battle cry President Biden used to galvanize voters in the 2020 election cycle. He called on Howard University graduates to fight for the soul of the nation. Uh, Now, President Biden did receive some strong applause throughout the speech, but his message was not received by everyone. Some students visibly criticized the Biden-Harris administration treatment of African-Americans. One sign said Biden and Harris don't care about black people and another sign read, stand up, fight back. Black people are under attack. Now, there were mixed reviews about how President Biden addressed white supremacy. Some said it was good that he mentioned it, and critics said that he was pandering. Uh, Check out what he had to say, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Progress over retreat. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy, as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say it wherever I go. Stand up for truth over lies, lies told for power and profit, to confront the ongoing assault, to subvert our election, press our right to vote. Oh, nobody would ever say uh, President Biden is pandering if, you know, they actually implemented some legislation to oppose white supremacy. That would be my question. Like, what has Joe Biden done to assist in dismantling systemic racism? We still waiting for him to atone for his roles in the war on drugs and mass incarceration. Whether it's the 86 crack laws, the 94 crime bill, all the legislation he implemented that uh, reinforced systemic racism. You know, so so what what has he done to atone for that? If you would, they wouldn't call it pandering if, you know, you actually had implemented legislation to reverse some of those things. Yeah, you know, I wanted to say that I know a lot of people weren't happy with how Howard handled some of the things that they did. I know to get tickets, I know you had to be there at 5 a.m. and it didn't start to 10, so a lot of people had to wait there for five hours. Also, I would say this. I, I always thought when people come to give these speeches, it's supposed to be inspiration, right? It's supposed to be uh, explaining their struggle and what they've been through. I hate it sometimes when these politicians go up there and make it all about them. Well, it's and, campaign season. And not about the students who, you know, you know sat there for four years mm-hmm. or five years and, and studied and and went through everything they had to do to get possibly that diploma or, or their master's or whatever it may be. I just, I hate when that happens. It's, it should be about the students, right? And what they went through, right? campaign. I don't know. Yeah, he's absolutely campaigning. Uh, you know, it. he addressed, you know, issues uh, that he, I guess, uh, felt were important for black people, just to be quite honest with you, to say. But we, we talked about this before, and I've said it many times, that people, you know, they remember the promises you made, not necessarily the process. Mm-hmm. So when you stand up, you know, and say, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and this is what I'm going to make happen, and then uh, you don't really have anything to back it up during campaign season, it kind of, you know, it hurts you. So I, I think... Uh, what Biden's uh, main issue was to talk about, you know, healing America. But it would be nice to see uh, if some of the promises he's made, if he's actually been able to implement that, because that's what folks want to hear. You know, the same time this was happening, uh, Ron DeSantis was in, uh, you know, doing a during a a campaign speech talking about the things that they plan on doing for America. So uh, hopefully, you know, as they continue to campaign, they actually start talking about some of the promises uh, that they plan on uh, delivering on when we talk about, you know, uh, HBCU and the funding and how that fell short and 
we talk about student debt and talk about what are you going to do to help with inflation and private companies and all of that. People want to hear that. These students want to know what is going to happen after I graduate. So we'll see if that message tightens up as we move forward. And Taz, you're absolutely right. But man, when you've been in uh, politics as long as, as, as President Biden has, man, you should be able to point to some legislation that you've actually implemented that has helped some people yeah, at, that's helped at, some at this people. point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To still be talking about what you want to do when you 103 years old is crazy. Yeah, my and been in politics for 77 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, that is front page news. I just know a lot of those students went through a lot. They become, you know, boys become men in college. Uh, girls become women in college. And the strike and the struggle and, and, and getting your college paid for and working. It means mm -hmm. so much to get that degree. Mm -hmm. And I, this ain't a campaign trail. You know, you, you've been saying the same thing for the last four years. Like, give them kids something. Let them feel some type of inspiration or pay for that what's the brother that paid for all their kids college uh, Robert Smith right or Robert do a Robert Smith, Smith. Mm -hmm. say you know what I'm gonna take it all you well President Biden ain't got the ain't money got, Robert Smith got, yeah, at least right. not over the table yeah, maybe right. under the table maybe under the table right. some of the stuff I read last week them Biden's been getting it yeah, they been getting it <laughs> alright Tesla <laughs> Figaro we'll see you in a couple minutes everybody Absolutely. else get it off your chest 800-585-1051 let us know how your weekend was let's talk about some things. it's the Breakfast Club good morning the Breakfast Club your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up! Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, DJ Envy. What's going on, Charlamagne? How y'all doing, man? This is Coach Davis. Good morning. Coach, Coach Davis. Davis, what up, King? Good morning. I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey, listen, man. I, I, I'm glad y'all treated y'all queens like queens yesterday, man. And, uh... You know, happy Mother's Day to, to, to all the things out there related. But listen, this is what I want to talk about. Uh, our, our young our young king, young prince, John Moran. Yes, sir. You know, unfortunately, uh, you know, he, he put himself in back in the spotlight, you know, with these antics again. And people talk about his circle, right? Yeah. At this point, he chose his circle. And we can't we can't forget that. But this is what I think. Here's my take on it. I think the young man is coming to the pressure of being a star in the NBA. Not everybody's built like that. And I don't think the pressure is coming from with from within. I think it's coming from without. And by that I mean I think there's pressures dealing maybe familial pressures because we see that I think his father loves him being in the NBA more than he loves to be in the NBA. You know, because if he really did, I don't think he would be, be self-sabotaging himself and behaving in the manner in which he is. I mean, it's definitely self-sabotage. It's definitely self-sabotage, and I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, we can't point to anything in this situation to blame except for Ja Morant. You can't point to his father. You can't point to his circle. He, he got to hold himself accountable. But it's, it's hard to say he don't love being in the NBA when, you know, he's he's such a phenomenal player. He is such a phenomenal, phenomenal player. player. But, I, but I do feel like uh, some things need to happen to, to damn near him almost lose what he has to, to really respect it and understand what he has. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people that would love to be in the NBA that would love to be a bench player in the NBA and the fact that this brother is like you said so phenomenal uh, and like you said it's not about his friends it's not about his father John gotta look at himself and you know we, we all fall victim to certain things that we love and I know a lot of people love guns and all that other stuff and there's nothing wrong with owning a gun or loving the, the possession of a gun but walking around carrying that gun like you don't have security like you can't afford security like you want to use it is that's the problem it's a pattern of behavior mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying is this a pattern of behavior and also so the other thing is like people say oh he wants to be a rapper or he wants to be a thug he wants to be a gangster 
Like, Ja, do you realize all them rappers and gangsters would love to be you? Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, if you really want to flex on the gram, show us something we ain't never seen before. Anybody can wave a gun on Instagram. Show me 10 million in cash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Show, show, me, show me a whole neighborhood that you bought in Memphis or a whole neighborhood you bought in South Carolina. Show me 100 acres, 300 acres that you bought in South Carolina. Those are the things that people can't do. Correct. You're doing regular stuff. You're doing stuff that any broke average Joe can do on social media every day. That's right. Your behavior, Ja, is typical, average, mediocre, and, and stuck in the bigotry of low expectations. Jesus. Man. I'm just saying. Well, Ebony K. Williams wouldn't date you then. But anyway, Make get it sure off your that. chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, MV. Morning. Uh, was this Trav? Yes, it is. What up, Trav? What's up, Star? Peace, sis. What's happening? Is this y'all two today? Yeah, yes, just sir. us today. Don't sound disappointed by that. <laughs> hey, you know what I wanted to ask you, Trav? Trav, I wanted to ask you, right, as a... As a as a P1 Breakfast Club listener, as as one of the listeners that other listeners know, who has been your favorite guest host so far? We I never asked you that. My favorite guest host so far, and honestly, yes. I'm gonna say Jess Larry. Like Jess, okay. Oh, and see, I know that's coming from a real place because you know you you've had your issues with Jess in the past. That's right. Yeah, that, that, was, that was five years ago, but you know that, that things have changed, and I, I'm just listening to her. Like honestly, she's she's entertaining. She she can be funny and she can be serious at certain times. Okay. Like it's been just so far. Okay. 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 I, I mean, I, I'm just curious. Who's number two? I'm just curious. Who's number two? I like Claudia. Okay. Okay. All right. And and, and, and I like Jason Lee as number three. Okay. 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 Now, what's up, Trav? I know you got some things on your mind. My my mama, Charlamagne. Uh, my mama got a bone to pick with you. Uh oh. What's up with mama? Because okay, Big Pam from North Philly. She was listening to BET. And she said that she heard you call me a bottom trade bastard. And she said, don't be calling her son no bastard if you don't know what that means because he got a mama and a dad. That's right. I'm sorry, so Mama Pam. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. she wasn't mad about the bottom trade. She knows know you're a bottom. She know you're a bottom and she know you trade, but she know you, you're not a bastard. Yeah, you're right. Tell Mama you know Pam, what? I'm That's sorry. That's all she did was mention the bastard part, but I don't care. Because I didn't but mean she that. Said, she said, keep it cute if you don't know what the word bastard means. You're okay? right. I didn't mean to say that. What I meant to call you was bottom tier trade. Bye. <laughs> shout, to, shout out to Big Pam from Philly. Hello, who's this? <laughs> uh, this is Janine Etienne. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. So, the Biden administration, I think there's a lot that, uh, that they failed on, especially addressing issues with a lot of African-American women in the construction trade, uh, especially me as a small business owner. Um, I never got the platform until now to uh, let somebody hear my story. And I would like to see if I could come on the show to address some of my issues with my case. Um, you know, we, we've experienced a lot of problems with oversight in this administration and the past administration, and nobody is doing anything about it. Nobody's addressing it. Um, these uh, politicians, they don't do their jobs. They go to work and they get in this bubble and they don't listen to the American people, the constituents of the United States. You want to talk about an insurrection. This is an insurrection on the American people. Damn. So these are issues that need to be addressed in our communities, 
and in this administration and past administration. So let's address them. Okay, well, I'm going to put you on hold to talk to our producer, man, to get more information, okay? All right. Hello, who's this? This is James calling from North Carolina. Hey, James, get it off your chest. What part of North Carolina are you calling from, man? Uh, Fayetteville. Okay, I was in North Carolina this weekend. I was in Greensboro. Oh, okay. Well, you was down for the oh, wrestling joint or? No, no, no. I got my, my, my people was down there celebrating my people's born day. My good sister, Dolly Bishop. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, salute to everybody who listens to us on Hot 102.9 in Greensboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning to everybody there, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, but give but, it uh, your chest, brother. I, I wanted to... Why, why is it that uh, our culture, man, like our the hip-hop culture, is like flaky when it comes to big-name uh, clothing brands that were like black-owned? Like back in the 90s, you, you remember we had Fat Farm, FUBU, Carl Kanai, stuff like that, and like hip hop artists were big and big enough to, you know, like um, representing them and stuff, you know, wearing their clothing and in their videos, interviews, stuff like that. But now it's like you don't see that. It, they're, they're they're wearing these uh, Gucci and Prada and all and Louis Vuitton, all this other stuff. These names that's been out for decades. And they're still relevant. Well, shout shout some of the black the black the black businesses out there. Go ahead. Oh well, I'm saying like Carl Kanai, you know he's still selling clothing, man. He, he yeah. Well, shout to Carl Kanai, shout to Fubu, shout to all those brands. What what new brands you wearing now, brother? I, I really ain't had any new brands. I any new brands like that. I can give you a few. Like right now, I'm wearing a pair of Art Art Meets Chaos jeans. You know what I'm saying? Art Meets Chaos is a black owned brand. I mean, uh, everybody is rocking the uh, essentials. And the fear of God stuff right now. That's another uh, black-owned brand. You yeah. know what I mean? You got stuff like Denim Tears. Like, it's a lot of different, God you know, black-owned brands. Queens. I'm wearing the African-American College Alliance, which is a black-owned yep. company. Salute to my guy, Chris Liss. Shout out to Chris. Chris, Chris Latt. Then there's always... There's, so, there's a bunch of black brands out there. You just got you just got to look at... And <laughs> Jordan is black. I don't know why people act like Jordan is black. He don't own a, a, a majority of, it, of his company. Yeah, I mean, even, even stuff like Off-White. You know what I mean? I know, Off-White is... You know, a, I, know, I, know, I know people used to... God I think he sold it, day. though. I think he sold that. Though. He did sell off, I think right? He did, I think he I mean, sold one time it was black. Yeah, it was black. You know I mean? But you got stuff like Public School, Telfar. Yeah, Telfar. I mean, it's mad black owned brands the right sneaker now. Sneaker brand Sia, S I A, the brother from the uh, West Coast that came up that one time. Maybe I need to start shouting it out more because honestly, the majority of stuff I wear is black owned brands. Yeah, me, me too. Shout out to uh, <clears throat> my guy versus my enemy that you you probably seen me That's and Charlamagne right. wear before. Shout out to Ladoo. So there's, there's a lot that we do wear that we definitely support. And I always got it on. I ain't gonna lie. You can salute the marathon clothing. I literally got on a pair of Art Me Chaos jeans right now. You wanna mm-hmm. see? No. Look. Nope. Right now, nope. this Art Meets Chaos Jeans, nope. black owned brand. Nope. My guy Don Juan. And Don Don has been uh Shout behind so many different black owned brands, you know. From uh, academics. PRPS, PRPS, academics. Yeah, man. It's a lot of black owned brands out there, my brother. You just gotta look. Google is your friend, bro. That's right. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, you can hit us up. When we come back, we gotta discuss John Morant. So don't move. I know. Sad situation. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, 
a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. Along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Ja Morant. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is The Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On The Breakfast Club. Now, John Moran has been suspended from team activities after a second video circulates showing him flashing a gun. Now, it looks like John Moran is actually driving a vehicle. His man is in the passenger side. They're listening to whatever they're listening to. I thought his man was driving. I don't know. I wasn't paying no attention. Uh, now it looks like he was driving. Uh, his man starts, you know, you know, I guess showing on live him in the car and them in the car vibing when they flash John Morant. John Morant has a gun up as he's rapping. Hell of a multitasker if he was driving and listening to NBA Youngboy and waving his gun at the same time. Yes. Very interesting. Uh, it looks like his man seen what would happen. I'll say allegedly, 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 but it looks like his man seen what happened and put the camera down fast. Like, I don't think his man seen John Moran holding the gun. It was like, oh, I'm going to show this. Looks like they were vibing. His man show him on fa- on live. And then when he paired to John Morant, John Morant actually had why they got so much? Why they got so many ops or so much beef that they got to ride around with guns, though? I would think that when you're John Morant, you're worth... You know, a few hundred million dollars. If you if, if it's that serious, just keep armed security with you at all times. Yeah, well, the NBA <laughs> suspended suspended Morant for eight games without pay. Last time he had a, a, a allegedly had a gun in a nightclub in Colorado. So we don't know what's going to happen now. But I'm with you. Like if 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 I have so much money, you know, and my contracts are so big, and I have so many endorsements. If I do have beef or problems or situations with anybody, I can put a, a security guard on payroll. Yeah, we have all these conversations about people tricking you uh, tricking you off the street, um, but we don't ever talk about uh, us tricking ourselves off the street enough. You know right. what I mean? Because I don't care. Y'all can point to Jaws' friends. Y'all can point to Jaws' father. The person that's ultimately responsible ja. for Jaws' poor choices Absolutely. is Ja Morant. You know what I mean? And these are just a series of poor choices. And it's not just, you know, him waving the gun on Instagram live again. Like, there's a series of incidents that I'm sure on Monday morning today are making all these corporations that are paying him hundreds of millions of dollars uh, sit back and and, and, and and they're thinking about, they're rethinking these partnerships this yes. morning. Well, Guaranteed. Of course, so many of his peers had things to say, like Jalen Rose. And for Ja to put himself in this situation just a short time after that scenario happened, I agree with Stephen A. This is going to be a 20-25 game suspension. It's unfortunate also for the organization because now it puts a damper going into next season. How well can you play if you're going to miss John Morant for so many games? But I got to also say this. He is 23. He just finished his fourth year in the league. And I'm personally just glad that social media didn't exist when I was in college or when I was in the league. Because like I said before, I put myself in a lot of questionable um, positions and made a lot of poor decisions like we see him making right now. So I'm not going to talk about it like it's the end for him. I'm going to unpack more of this in a donkey today. But the thing that bugs me out about this situation is the why. Like, Mm. why is he doing this? Like, we've seen people, you know, fumble things before. We've seen, like, people do outlandish things before, but there's a why behind it. Like, he, they might have been upset over a woman, or, you know, they might be on drugs, or they might be on alcohol. And unless unless that is the case, 
I don't know what is the reason for doing this. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not like I'm, I'm holding this up so y'all know what I got when, so when y'all come. It, it, it does there's not a, make there's sense. There's a root to self-destructive behavior, right. right? I don't know what the root to this behavior is in any way, shape, or form. And, it, and it's crazy to me because it's like if you're trying to mimic somebody, like if you're trying to mimic, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's the rappers mm -hmm. or the street dude, mm -hmm. those dudes would kill to be you. Absolutely. Ja, they want to be you. You want to be them, but they would die, literally die to be you. Absolutely. What are we doing, young man? Absolutely. All right. Now we got to talk about the brat now. Uh, the brat apologizes for a sperm donor comments. If you don't remember, she was saying something about, you know, she was looking for a sperm donor. She couldn't find any uh, African-American donors. And the one that she did find looked like Jiminy Cricket. Well, the brat apologizes for that statement. I, I didn't think it would be offensive to anybody. I cracked jokes about almost everybody that I saw. That one just happened to make it in the show. I wasn't trying to be mean or like say anything negative about black people. We were looking for a black donor. It, it was just misconstrued and taken way out of context. Yeah, so I'm more on social than she is. And there were things that I was really trying to avoid her from seeing. They had comments that said, I just hope you guys miscarry. And I know if they're coming on my page, they're coming on her page. So I'm trying to delete a lot of stuff so she can't see it on my page and she can't see it on her page because it was extreme hate. If nothing else, at this time, I feel like this should be at least an educational moment so our people aren't as ignorant so other different women don't have that situation. I agree with her, but you shouldn't be able to say uh, coming. In conversations about sperm You gotta pick another word No shut up man Shut up But she apologized And you know She she understands what she said was wrong And I, I think you know you, you give a little grace Shout to the Brad Shout to Judy I, I hope that baby's a healthy baby And her, everything is Is just right for y'all I agree What is grace in 2023 though There is no such thing Don't nobody give nobody No damn grace People mess up They make mistakes And, and if you yeah, I agree with you But people in 2023 Well they've been doing this for a while They act like nobody Can make a mistake But we do realize That is the way so that's what fuels social media, right? Correct. When we talk about grist for the mill, <laughs> like that is all the grist that social media needs. They waking up right now this morning, waiting to be upset at something somebody did or said. They cannot wait. They wouldn't know what to do if somebody uh, didn't do something that they'd upset them. Yeah. And uh, lastly, I just want to report on Jamie Foxx. Now, on Friday, uh, there was reports that Jamie Foxx's family was uh, preparing for the worst. Well, his daughter said, an update from the family. Sad to see how the media runs wild. My dad has been out of the hospital for weeks, recuperating. In fact, he was playing pickleball yesterday. Thanks for everyone's prayers and supports. We have an exciting work announcement coming next week, too. What the hell is pickleball? It's like a, uh, if you think of tennis, but mm -hmm. the court is a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, Donald Rowland plays it all the time. I know it's, it's like like a, a new sport that they, they've been doing. No dropping the clues bombs for uh, Jamie Foxx. Okay, and this is why I said uh, last week you shouldn't be just running around speculating about things. Stop worrying about, you know, the why sometime and just throw some prayers in the air. You know what I mean? If you know That's somebody's right. going through something, stop coming up with all these different rumors and mm -hmm. allegations and this person did this and this person did that and somebody's out to get him. Forget all of that. Like, just say a prayer for him. That's right. That's it. That's all you got to say. That's all you, you can just, do in those situations. And wait for the family to make an That's announcement, right. whatever it is, like she did. That's right. All right. And that, Donnell out there playing butt-naked pickleball somewhere. I didn't say butt-naked. I just said pickleball. Oh, this well pickleball sounds like a sport you would play butt naked, Donnell. It definitely does. All right, well that is us. your rumor report. And next time I want to open up the phone lines eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. I want to say again, salute to all the mothers out there. I hope you guys had a, oh, an amazing bro. Mother's Day. But for us fathers out there, 
It might not have been as amazing. We tried. We tried. You understand what I'm saying? Fathers try to give y'all the day off. We try to just make it a nice, relaxing day for y'all. But then we get into the mode Correct. of having to deal with them kids and realizing we don't know a damn thing. So well, we, I don't know where nothing's at. So after front page news, we want to take some of the calls from them dads out there that had a horrible time this Mother's Day <laughs> that couldn't figure it out. That we realize how important a mom is because I, I mean, can't I, do I, here. Listen, no, I, I can't do here. I always know how important my wife is. You know what I mean? But the moral of the story is this. There's nothing that makes you feel more defeated than when you're trying to figure it out and you have to still call your wife when you know she's trying to relax. I can't do here. I don't know what outfits my, my daughters should be wearing or my son should wear. I don't know what fits anymore. And the kids I, know you don't know what yes, you're doing. Yes, I don't know. When, when, when I cut the, the, the meat paws a certain way, they're like, that's not how, how mommy does it. Watch your mouth. We're talking about my kids. 800-585-1051. You're going to ask your wife how to cut the meat? 800-585-1051. We want to talk to the dads. What's wrong should, with you, man? That is something you should ask your wife about. <laughs> you know what? I mean, that is something you should ask your wife about. Front page news. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is The Space Within. Jessica Chastain, Bobby Cannibal, and an all-star cast are on board for this supernatural audio thriller. Listen when you sign up for a free trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now let's get in some front page news. Tesla Figaro is back. Good morning, Tez. Good morning. Now let's start off with some quick sports. The Heat beat the Knicks 96-92. The Heat moves on. The Lakers beat the Warriors 122 to 101. The Lakers move on, and the Celtics beat the 76ers 112-88. So now the Celtics take on the Heat, and the Lakers take on the Denver Nuggets. Now, let's talk about uh, the man that choked Jordan nearly to death. Now, he, he raises nearly a million dollars. Yes, supporters are raising defense funds for Daniel Penny, the man charged with manslaughter for killing Jordan Neely on a New York City subway. Top conservatives and the National Police Association, an advocacy group representing cops, are celebrating Daniel Penny, calling him a good Samaritan. On Twitter, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, which is a possible 2024 presidential contender, urged followers to donate to Penny's fundraiser. He said, stop the left's pro-criminal agenda and take back the streets for law-abiding citizens. We stand with good Samaritans like Daniel Penny. Let's show the Marine that America has got his back. Very disturbing, guys. Yeah, very disturbing because no man needs to, needs to lose his life unless he felt that his life was threatened. And I don't think from what everybody's saying, Daniel, Daniel Penny's life was threatened or anybody on that train's life was threatened. So, um, yeah, it, it doesn't seem right to how, me. How do we feel about politicians picking sides in situations like this? Are, are politicians supposed to remain neutral? I feel like they should pick a side. Pick okay. a side or step aside. I mean, that's the whole point of having leadership and a bully pulpit and, you know, being able to say what is right and what is wrong. And it's so interesting you said that, Charlemagne, because actually one of the signs uh, that someone held up at the Howard University graduation was uh, saying to fight and speak up for uh, Jordan Neely. Uh, that was actually one of the signs that said that, uh, that someone, you know, just lost their life in New York and what are you going to do about it? So, uh, obviously, people want people to, to speak up. Yeah, it, it is interesting how, uh, you know, in, in certain situations, you'll see certain politicians waiting until, like, I want to hear what all the facts are. Correct. I want to wait until the investigation happens, yada, yada, yada. That seems to come from the left a lot. The right be like, nope, we know who's right, we know who's wrong, right. and so we riding with them. Right, especially what I find really, you know, when you talk about pick a side for the police association to step in on this, I mean, that's a very clear message that they're basically saying, hey, it's okay to be, uh, uh, to take matters into your own hand. Yeah, to be a vigilante. That's, yeah. I mean, that's literally what it's saying. So I, I find that really 
uh, disturbing. And just really so we're disturbing. clear, Jordan Neely didn't have a knife. He didn't have a gun. He didn't have anything that could actually kill somebody, right? As far as what we know what's been available to the public so far, uh, he did not have anything on him. He also, uh, folks who were on there that were witness said that he was not a threat. He was throwing trash and saying, you know, he wanted to die. And he was, you know, uh, like a lot of people with mental illness that we see all the time. You know, he was vocal, um, but they did not uh, see him as a threat. Now, again, that's the information that we have that's available to us as the public. You know, I don't know if anything else might come out, you know, as, as they continue the investigation. But as of now, he was not a threat. Now, we got to talk about this uh, Florida teenager, teenager convicted of first-degree murder and his mom? Yes. Um, coming out of Mother's Day, uh, this mother tried to help her son get away with murder. Uh, 38-year-old Crystal Smith, the mother of Aiden Fucci, a Florida teenager convicted of first-degree murder for stabbing a 13-year-old to death in 2021, uh, changed her plea Friday from not guilty to no contest on charges of evidence tampering, a third-degree felony, which is punishable by up to five years in prison. Now, her son was charged as an adult, and he's currently serving life in prison, and authorities have accused Smith of washing a pair of bloody jeans her son wore after the crime. Officials say that Fucci, who was 14 at the time, stabbed Tristan Bailey more than 100 times, and Stacy Bailey, who was the mother of Fucci's victim, addressed Smith during a Friday's hearing. She said, I also pray that you will reflect upon your actions while you are without your children on this Mother's Day. Well, but one thing about a mom, but that mom probably didn't even asked no questions. She just saw them the jeans, jeans and right. saw that they was dirty and just got to washing. Dirty? You know I mean? Bloody? That's bloody. what I'm saying. <laughs> but in her mind, she probably was like, why is these jeans so dirty? Is this blood? She ain't probably asked no questions. She probably just got to washing them damn jeans. Yeah, I think it was probably beyond dirty, though. They said it was, it was soaked with blood. So Damn. You don't, think, you don't think she knew that it was blood? I'm was, sure she did, but the <laughs> fact that she even still chose to wash them shows you the the, the how the, a mother's love, man. Yeah, but but even even though, I mean, you, you take any... The fact that this 14-year-old was charged as a, an adult is, is kind of wild. I mean, that's well, the wild thing. And now, he, he deserves some type of punishment, that, but the fact that a 14-year-old is charged as an adult... We all do stupid things at 13 and 14 year olds. And I get it. He stabbed somebody a hundred times. But as an adult, it seems like a lot. That child is going through problems and, and that child needs some mental help. But to charge him Even with adult, him stabbing 114 times, though, isn't he? He's 14 think, years old. Like, he, that, yeah, that child but, has problems. Like, you, you're right. Charging he gonna have, gonna, they're going to sort adult. it out in the penitentiary. He's going to sort out all the problems in the penitentiary. Because, I mean, he, he's, not, he stabbed the girl 114 times. And she, just going back to the victim, sustained 49 defense wounds to her head, arms. Oh, he's got to be held accountable. He's got to be held accountable. He's got to be held accountable. I'm, I'm with you 100%. He's got to be He's got to be held accountable. I mean, I just, you know. He's a boy. He's a little boy at 14 years old. Like, like he's not developed. And I don't know what happened or, or, the, or the case. But I just... Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was the whole problem, the whole purpose of charging as a child and charging as an adult. Like, how do you, how do you all of a sudden say this fourteen-year-old is now charged as an adult? Yeah, but I don't think you should charge him uh, as a child, and then he gets out in four years at eighteen no. because, because, because if what you're saying is true, and he definitely does have some, you know, mental health issues, that ain't gonna be sorted out in four years. No, especially, not at all. especially if you see how you see the type of crime he committed at fourteen. But do you give a fourteen-year-old life? I, I don't know if you yeah. give him life. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know, man. He took a life. I don't know. That's, I don't know that's difficult. That's complicated. I don't. I really don't know. Mm. I don't know. What do you think, Tess? 
I, I mean, well, it happens to black little boys all the time. You know, if we if we look at the statistics, you know, uh, they they always see that this this was you know a, a white little boy. Oh, and see, I, I didn't know, know what race he was. Yeah, I didn't know what race yeah, he was. Yeah. Race he was. So. yeah, let's play a game. Guess what race it is? Um, probably would have lost because you probably would have thought he was black. And I know people say, you know, why do you keep bringing race into it? Well, because that that has everything to do with the criminal justice system and how we're charged or overcharged and seen at our young men are seen as adults. And so there are plenty of 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds uh, that are that are charged, you know, as adults for murder. So when we look at life, though, that could be a 30 year sentence to 20 year sentence. You know, it's not necessarily to the end of one's life. Mm. Uh, but I think in this particular situation, when I dug into the case, uh, this was not about retaliation, revenge. It wasn't a crime of passion. He just did this just because. Well, no, it, can't, uh, they, it they, can't be just because, yeah. though, Ted. Like something yeah. got to be wrong. Oh, well, we know something's definitely yeah, wrong yeah. with it. But I'm saying this wasn't like a, you know, uh, a crime of passion or a break. Mm -hmm. You know, none right. of it is justifiable. But I'm saying this literally was just he just said, hey, I want to kill somebody. And he just randomly just took this 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 young lady's life mm -hmm. for no reason at all. He just said, I felt like killing somebody. Yeah, so something, something when, mentally is yeah, off. Something mentally is off. For sure. For sure. But how do we I mean, we know something's mental off. But how do, how do we fix it? You still have to do, do the crime, do the time. Something's mentally off when we go to jail, when our children, you know, go to jail as well. But they always see young black men as adults. Yeah. And, I, so, and, but, but, and to that point, you know, what I mean, uh, that, that's the reason I, I can't make it about race because I don't want it to seem like, uh, you know, like right is right, wrong is wrong. It's wrong when they do that to true. us too. You yeah, know what I mean? Like that's that, absolutely that, wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. wrong when they do that to us as well. So it's like yo, if the justice system is broken, right, and and something has to happen to this 14-year-old, which it should, Correct. I just don't know what it should be. I just don't know how, how they decide, you know, because you have, a, 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 you know, you charge somebody as a child, you charge it as an adult, right? At 18, you're supposed to be charged as an adult, correct? So how do they just say, you know what? He's 14, we're just going to charge him as an adult anyway. I, 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 I don't understand that. All right, well, sad case regardless, and definitely rest in peace to that, that young lady that lost her life, and condolences mm -hmm. to that family. Jesus. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. All right. Well, that is front page news. And Thank make you, sure, uh, make sure you subscribe to Tesla Figueroa's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast, on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. All right. Now, when we come back, all right, Charlemagne and myself were talking earlier about Mother's Day, and Lord have mercy, we were saying that you know I know it's Mother's Day, but we need help. Yeah, I got a plan for next Mother's Day. Next Mother's Day, I'm just gonna go away. Like you, you, you really got to just take your wife and just send her off to. That ain't gonna work. That ain't either. gonna work. Then you no. stuck with the kids. Yeah, you got right. the kids for I that need, time. I need you. You know what? I might just have to. And it's, and it's hard, right? Because you can't even hire the babysitters and the nannies because they they moms. They you know what I mean? Day. They got kids. Mm -hmm. We gotta figure this mother. All right, eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We'll speak to the fellas out there. <laughs> How was your Mother's out, Day? Bro. Was your Mother's Day as difficult as mine and difficult as Charlemagne? You gotta figure this out. Did you have to do everything? The cleaning, the cooking. You gotta cut the kids stuff up, Lord get them ready mercy. for school, make sure their snacks is packed in the morning. If they had games, you had to be at the games. Lord you have to mercy. do all that yesterday. Salute to all the fathers who know what they're doing, because I'm not one of them. All right. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I hope you had an amazing Sunday mm-hmm. yesterday. But for us dads, it was difficult. It was but, tough. But we tried, though. You know what I'm saying? And, yes. Um, you know, I was I was out of town all weekend. You were, too. Yep. Uh, Envy, me and the wife was out of town uh, celebrating our good sister Dolly Bishop on her born day. And we got back Sunday. So, you know, in my mind, I'm like, damn, you know, I'm just going to try to make my, my wife's day as relaxing as possible because I think the number one thing that most mothers want on Mother's Day is to have to do nothing. Correct. To disconnect, to not have to deal with none of the kids, but that's just impossible when you have dads who don't know what the hell to do. That's true. I am one of those fathers. Me too. Okay, I ordered the food out, you know what I mean? But then you got to plate the food. And when you plate the food, you got to cut the food up because you realize, damn, my four-year-old just can't bite into a lobster tail, can she? No. You know what I mean? No. And then, when they don't want the lobster... And you like, well, all we got is some grilled chicken. You want some chicken. They say they want some chicken. Then they say they don't want no chicken because now their stomach hurt. I don't know how to handle any of that. That's too much pressure for me. That 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 is a lot. And like you said, yeah, I did the same thing. I ordered food. Shout to Vibes and Queens. I ordered food from them. Um, But yeah, well, once my wife said, you know what, I'm just going to relax. And she went upstairs to just relax and chill. It was tough because I had to take my kids out. And I don't know how to do hair. I'm bad at doing hair. So hair was out. Mm. Boom. That's one. Two. My kids are very picky. I don't know what they eat because my wife usually handles it. When I go to a restaurant, my wife orders for everybody, not me. Mm-hmm. My wife even orders for me. I'm not going to lie. My wife knows what I like. Mm-hmm. So that was a struggle. Then, like you said, I had to cut the, the meat and the, and the different things. I don't know. Then they going to have the nerve to tell me that's not how mom cuts it. Oh, that's I, the, know, the, I know that's not how mom that, cuts it. That don't offend me. Oh, oh, when, 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 my, when my kids come to me and say that's not how mom does such and such, that don't offend me in no way, shape, or form. The only thing I say is I'm not your mama. You know what I mean? I'm not your mama. And then you know what I immediately go do? I go get your mama. Right. They did that to me last night when I was just trying to get them to brush their teeth. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking, my one-year-old don't know how to brush her teeth yet. So I'm sitting there trying to brush her teeth. She keeps trying to grab the toothbrush from me. And then my seven-year-old is like, yo, she knows how to brush her own teeth. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I don't know if she really did. But, <laughs> you don't know if she really You know did. what I mean? And so later on, my wife was like, did they brush their teeth? You know what I said? I think so. <laughs> when she said, did they eat? I said, I think, I think so. so. The food was on the plate. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? So for, so for the toothbrush, you know, I do the test, right? I be like, I said, come here, let me smell your breath. Okay, it smells good enough. You brush your teeth. I don't care how the kids brush smell. Yo, you are crazy. <laughs> you are crazy. They go to bed anyway, and then and then put the baby to sleep. So I didn't, you know. Then now I got I got a seventeen month old, so I got to put the baby to sleep. That's when I couldn't do it no more because I, I tried. I tried every. I tried to do everything my wife does. I tried to rub the blankie. I tried to put it on my chest. None oh. of that worked. Oh, see, we I woke to... my wife up and like, look, you got You got You got to help me now. Our our baby is uh eighteen months old. My seventeen. Nineteen months. I'm just gonna say one. All right. Okay. Dealing that with that's easy. Okay. Let's go to the phone line. Hello, who's this? This is Xavier. How you doing, man? Good morning. What's up, brother? How you feeling? Oh, man, every day's a good day. I got a couple things. Go ahead, brother. First thing, man, if us guys had to cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, Lord have mercy. We'd be in trouble. Lord have mercy. Second thing, so you really, really, I think the brag is trying to fool us because you can't really expect me to believe you only found one black donor. You said what you said. Stand on it. Well, no, it is, it is it is true that uh black sperm they they do they do need more black sperm donors. I I heard that way before the Brad said it. No, absolutely. Hello, who's it's, this? It is a black sperm donor shortage. Yo, DJ Envy. What up, brother? Good morning. Yo, what's up, brother? Talk to us. What's going on? This Mark from Detroit. Love from y'all. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I wanted to comment about the uh Mother's Day experience. Yep. You know, as a dad. It was cool, but then it got rough, man. I got a two-year-old baby. I ain't know what to put on her. I ain't know how to do her hair. I ain't know what shoes to put on. I ain't know where shoes is at. 
I had to, I had to ask my wife, and I tell, and I promised her she I ain't had to ask her for nothing, but man, I had to cave. And them kids I, be so I disrespectful. Like, no, I don't want to wear this. This is not what mom puts me on. What this not what mom my puts on me? Terrible. I tried to feed her. She threw everything. I handed it to her. I, it was it was a mess. It was a mess. But I I got I made it. I made it better. You know what I'm saying? I took my wife a nice dinner. So it, it turned out great. So. And and that's why uh, us. Thank uh, you, that's why men gotta stop acting like you know uh, women don't do much. Women do everything. Absolutely. What are y'all talking about? Okay, if you got a family, if you are married, and you got kids, you might think you are the foundation of that household, nope. but you're really not. Not at all. The foundation of the household is the women. That's right. Bottom line, point blank, period. Okay? And without that foundation, everything falls apart. Don't believe me? Uh, try to do Mother's Day on yourself. <laughs> try to do Mother's Day by yourself as a father and take care of all them kids. I don't know how my wife does it so effortlessly. 800-585-1051. Again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hopefully you enjoyed your day. But the, the fathers out there were struggling. I ain't even going to sit here and lie. It was a struggle between the doing the hair, between getting the food prepared. Mm. But even putting the food away, I couldn't find a Tupperware to know where the food goes, Man, bro. Simple, simple things is putting the kids to bed. I got four. I mean, well, the, the oldest is fourteen, so she fine. But mm-hmm. them, them, that seven year old, that four year old, and that one year old, putting them chair in the bed is a struggle. Oh man. Okay. Little things: brushing teeth. Yes. Reading books. Yes. I don't want you to read to me. I want mommy to read to me. You know what I'm saying? You gotta tuck my bed in this way. You know. I know how to brush my own teeth. Yeah. You know. Turn my nightlight on. Okay, leave my door cracked open. You know what I mean? Don't leave my door cracked. Open the door wide. Uh, Keep yeah. the hallway light on. Yeah. Like, man, what the hell? Yep, 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 yep. My daughter, the water too hot. Water too cold. Oh, the water Lord, down here. Lord Wait, oh, mercy. my goodness. Lord have mercy. Then, then I watched one kid and I forgot the towel. Then I had to go get the towel because then they, they're standing out there. They wet. They're like, Dad, where's my towel? I'm looking like the idiot. Luckily, I didn't have to do the bath last night. The babysitter was still over. No, no. We, we had no babysitter on Sunday. But anyway. All right, we're talking to the fathers out there. How was your Mother's Day? How did you hold up? 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hopefully, you had an amazing day. But... We want to talk to some of the dads out there because, you know, we know how important moms are, but do we really? Mother's Day, we really find out, don't we? When we got to take care of everything in the house, the kids, the cooking, the cleaning, and everything else we got to do. Oh, my goodness. We, we realize how fully, fully, fully we need the, the moms out there. Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Are we doing good, brother? Let, let, let's discuss Mother's Day yesterday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, uh, well, we went to the beach yesterday with a bunch of the family, you know, uh, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, you know, mother-in-law and all that good stuff, and everybody had their kids with them, and I can definitely say each and every other time we've gone to the beach, moms have always gone to the water with the kids and played with the kids, while the dad always just hung out, had a good time, and everything just hung out back and forth in the water. This time, dads were actually having to, myself, Having to go with the kids, back and forth with the water, walk around, it's like, okay, hold on a minute. Now I see why mom gets so frustrated and say, hey, your turn, get up there and go walk with that kid, because he got so much energy in him. <laughs> well, see, I would say one thing about that, too. 
My wife has patience. Like, she never gets mad. She doesn't get attitudinal. After about six minutes, I start with the attitude. Because I'm like, all right, get over here. Like, I start. My, and that, my wife, she man. she has no My wife just has patience man. and just so nice. And daddy can't take it. What you said just now is the biggest thing. And that's something that I talk to my therapist about all the time. Because, you that? know, not having patience. Because, you know what I mean? You got to. I, I be short with the kids. Like, I be yes. having to take deep breaths. Like, <sighs> You know what I mean? But it's just like, it seems like my wife just has so much patience, so much grace with them. Not me. You know what I mean? I have to like really check myself in those moments. Yes. Because you know, when you when you are short with them, you feel bad. You know, and that's the type of things, you know, you talk to your therapist about like, man, I feel like I'm not being good to my kids. I feel like I'm not a, a good father because they do. Boy, they, boy, they, 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 they wear your patience thin. Yeah. Like I told you guys, my daughter's making bracelets, and I'm selling you a bracelet, Charlamagne. Two dollars. I got a bracelet for you. Like I said I got seventy five cents for it. No, no, I, I wasn't gonna pay a dollar, but the more I look at it, mm -mm. no, no, two dollars. And, and she made you a rainbow one to match mine, so we got matching rainbow ones. She says she heard this on the radio. But I, I told my daughter, huh? do not do it at the kitchen table. She does it at the kitchen table, and all the beads go all, all over the place. So I'm starting to wild out because I told you, don't do it. But they kids. My wife be like, no, no, baby, we pick it up. We clean it up together. No, I'm not cleaning up nothing. She made the mess. She got to pick it up. And they're kids. And see, what we don't realize sometimes as parents, because we old at our, at our big ages. Right. We don't realize that they just kids. Like, we're really getting upset at things we haven't taught them. Now, Correct. this is something I learned in therapy about me. This is one of the reasons I had issues with my pops. I used to feel like my pops would discipline me for things they never taught me. Mm -hmm. So after we teach them, if they continue to mess up after that, then we have the right to, you know, you know, maybe raise our voices a little bit. Okay. But before that, I don't think so. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? My name is Khan. Khan, what's up, brother? Talk to us. Hey, I've been trying to call you guys for like the past like five years. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but um, my Mother's Day, shout out to my wife, Charlene. First of all, I don't know how she does it. And she's awesome. Um, It was crazy. All I could do was uh, blow, blow up our... Um, Inflatable pool slide thing and let the kids go. Yeah, let them wear oh, themselves out, right? Put them outside. Yo, they, let let them wear themselves out so they just be ready for bed. Be tired. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did. That's right. Uh, well, that's what I did. I let the kids go go at it. Uh, we have those orc guns, it's squirt guns. Let them, I, I let them go at it. Um, I tried to cook for, for her and she was, she was already full. She ate. They had uh, mimosas and moms uh, next door and we. I, I just let her do what she did, man. Hey, shout out to, uh, shout out to both of you guys, man. You guys do an awesome job. Thank oh, you, thank brother. You. And that's another thing. I never, I, I never know when my kids are really full. Like, you know, because it's always, I, I don't want no more. And I always be like, take two more bites. Take three more bites. I don't even know why I do that. I think maybe my parents did that to me. Man, but they, don't, they don't even like my, they don't even want to eat. That's the thing. That's why my mom, my wife asked me, you know, did the kids eat? I'm like, I think so. I think so. <laughs> they, I put food on their plate. You know what I mean? Whether they ate it, that ain't on me. All right, so what's the moral of the story now, brother? Man, I saw this quote one time uh, by a woman named Jessica Lang, and it made so much sense. It said, the natural state of motherhood is unselfishness. When you become a mother, you are no longer the center of your own universe. You relinquish that position to your children. Um, so I think sometimes uh, fathers, we have to learn how to, we have to learn unselfishness. Right. I think we still might be a little bit selfish. You know what I mean? Because in a lot of ways, our wife you know, does for us the same way she does for the kids. Correct. You know, so when it's our time to put those those shoes on and to be unselfish, it's hard for us to do. Right. We don't have no we don't have enough experience in being unselfish. Is what I'm saying. That's true. I think mothers have a lot of experience in being unselfish. Like like the quote said, the natural state 
of motherhood is unselfishness. I think us as men, we have a a, a lot of selfishness. Absolutely, you know. And I want to salute to to my mom who worked, who came home, that made sure I did my homework, that helped me with my homework, that took me to my practices, that did everything she had to do and cook and clean that house. Same. And I want to shout out to my wife that does the same. Uh, she does it with four kids, and the fact that you're able to go to dance, karate, basketball, baseball. And, and do everything and cook and clean and make sure the house is taken care of. And you still do the podcast and you still write the book. You're still an author. And you get them outfits together to make sure we all match. That's 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 just amazing. Love you, mama. 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 Love my wife, man. All right. We, we don't, wouldn't know what to do without y'all. All right. When we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to discuss Little Wayne. We'll get to it next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And I just want to salute uh, a bunch of brothers out there. Uh, over the weekend, um, they were out there riding the city bike. If you don't know what a city bike is, it's these bikes to, that New York City puts out. They have them in a bunch of different cities where you can actually rent the bike. So you can use your, your app and you can rent a bike and get around. So these uh, brothers were... You can pre-ride a bike or pre-schedule a bike. And what pre-scheduling bike is, let's say there's an area that you know you're going to pick up a bike and you pay for it in advance so that bike is yours. They picked up a bike, two, I think like two or three black brothers, shout out to those brothers. And as they were getting this bike, an employee from Bellevue Hospital, I don't know if she was a nurse or, or whatever or, or whatever she does there. Her name is Sarah Jane Comrie. Uh, she went to grab the bike from the black brother. Uh, I don't like the way you say black, but continue. She went to grab the bike. This white woman tried to grab the bike from the, the from the black woman and I me mean from the uh, the black brothers. And the brothers were like, nah, this is my bike. I prepaid for this bike. You can't take my bike. So she damn near grabbed the bike, grabbed the brother's phone, and then did this. Oh, record him, record him, record him, record him. Help me. Please 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 get off me. Why you took his phone? What's wrong with you? She started yelling help, help, people, started fake crying. You know what's so crazy? People love to act like uh racism doesn't exist until it's time to weaponize black skin. It's you know crazy. I mean? Like I can't. Like she'll act. I guarantee you, she'll have conversations about systemic racism and act like it don't exist until it's time to weaponize her whiteness against black skin. The crazy part is one of her coworkers comes out and they be like, uh, "Just register another bike." And he's like, "No, I paid for this bike. She can get another bike." That's why you got to keep. That's why you got to keep women around though, so women can curse her out, slap her upside her goddamn head. You know what I'm saying? It's cr- but but the brother paid for the bike. Are you just going to take the bike and then take his phone and then start fake crying and that, start yelling, help? That could have led to that, 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 led led to to that brother anything. getting killed. Yes. Because she weaponized her whiteness against his blackness in 2.2 seconds. That could have absolutely positively got that brother killed. Now, Bellevue Hospital, uh, they released a statement said we're looking into it. But what the this hell is, Bellevue got to do with this? Because she worked for Bellevue. It was outside of Bellevue. Oh, I thought they was going to commit her ass. She, maybe they should. Yes, because she clearly suffering from uh, that, that mental illness called white supremacy. Maybe, maybe they should. <laughs> But like you said, I just want to commend those brothers and, and, and good. I'm glad they were actually taping it because they would have to prove different things. But the fact that she's yelling help and she's crying, those brothers could have been hurt. We've seen this a million times. But once again, Jesus Christ, that's why that's what she's weaponizing her whiteness against black skin. 
All right. Well, when we come back, we and got then that's also too. Remember, what I said before, it's like believe all women is a is a, is a foolish phrase because of things like that. Right. Because if you believe all women, you got to believe her in right. that moment, right? And she knows that she's also weaponizing stuff Bro, like she that. She was fake crying. I, 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 I will, I'll show you the video in a second. She was fake crying. I know to what the fake point, white tears look like. To the point where the guy was like, "You're not even crying. There's no tears." <laughs> <laughs> what my white tears mug I used to have in here? Jesus Christ! On the old, it could have got really nasty for those brothers. But, but anyway, then you used to bike. You used to love to be out here in those little biker shorts. Yeah, I just I, I was just telling Rachel in the back. That I, I got to get back to, to to biking. Yeah, you used to put the gel on your on your butt and ride the bike with the little biker shorts. They're called gel pads. Yeah, whatever. That, no, no. But yes, I, I got to get back to biking, man. It's it's I, I miss it. I, I used to have a lot of fun driving riding through the city, and mm-hmm. there's a crew of us that used to do it. Yeah, so. you and all the guys out there in biker shorts living your best life with the gel packs on your butt. I remember. That was your thing for a minute. Oh my gosh! When we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to tell you about Little Wayne. Started complaining. That's why you started to stop doing it. No, she was complaining. I was losing too much weight. Not because oh, okay. not that happening? me and the guys were out there with gel on our ass. Well, not you know. Am I? <laughs> Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Wow, I, I hate that you, took man. a sharp turn. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Little Wayne. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On the Breakfast Club. Now, Little Wayne was out performing in LA. This was the last stop on his tour. Uh, I seen uh, two chains. I seen uh, Chris Brown there, and he was performing. And I guess during his performance, he does a brief intermission where he lets uh, young money artists come on out like little twist. And this is what happened. What am I missing here? Oh, nobody cared? Well, apparently, uh-huh. the crowd's reaction uh, didn't please Lil Wayne. Okay. So he stopped the show early and ended the show, and this is what he said. We appreciate it. We appreciate it, but we ain't about to be, we ain't about to be bending over backwards for these folks. We worked too hard for this shit. We worked way too hard. This is my motherfucking artist, Adam. That was Twist. That was Josh. We are young money. We appreciate y'all time. That's corny. You can't be upset because the crowd not feeling uh, your artist. And I'm sure Wayne has been there before. I'm sure that there was a time he might have bought even maybe a Drake out way, 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 way back in the day. And people weren't paying attention to Drake. Or he might have bought a Nicki out way, 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 way back in the day. And people weren't paying attention to Nicki or a Tiger. All of these people who ended up blowing up. Correct. Everybody starts somewhere. You know what I mean? And Lil Twist been at it for a long, 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 long time. So if people are not feeling Twist, you know, at, at, at this moment, whose fault is that? Yeah. You can't force things on people. I, I, I think that is corny because people paid to see Lil Wayne They paid to see you, Lil Wayne. And you by know? the way, you, you're not going to make them love the artist anymore because they always say people never forget what you you did to them. Uh, what do they say? People, people, don't, people will forget what you did, but they won't forget how you made them feel. Correct. In that moment, because they weren't feeling Lil Twist and the other artists... You made them feel bad for it. They never going to be checking for them people now. At least not that crowd. Yeah, nah, not at all. But the, the problem is, like you said, people paid good money to see Lil Wayne and wanted to see Lil Wayne. And, and I get it when artists perform. Sometimes they bring their new artists out so they can get that look. So mm-hmm. that hopefully people can feel them. But in some cases, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, you never know. I just want to let you know 50 would never. 50 would never. 
Shut up. <laughs> so they're trying to think why the hell you said that. They just hit me why you said that. You still on that 50 versus Wayne I'm versus? I'm joking, man. You know what I mean? Now, Jonathan Majors allegedly is dating actress Megan Good. Now, you know, he's 33. Hmm, tell me more, girl. Megan Good. Get your fans. Oh, one. my goodness. You out here just spilling tea about people's relationships. Mm. Let me hear more. Well, damn. All right. Now, so I, as I was telling you, Jonathan Majors, we know him as 33. Megan you know him Good, as 33? He's 33 years old. Megan Good is 41 years old. Now, you know he got into a little trouble the last couple of months, but now they're saying that he has a romance with Megan Good. They were seen out and about in Los Angeles. Last weekend, they went to see a movie, and allegedly they went out to some lunch, and photographers and paparazzi caught them together. And how is this making our life better? How this is this? It doesn't. This is how, the rumor. It's just how a, is this piece of information uh, benefiting anybody's it's life? It's just it's just a rumor report. So oh, they okay. say a major romance with Good comes about after he was arrested in March in connection with an alleged domestic dispute. Now they're saying that uh, it looks like things are passed on with his ex, and it looks like he might be dating Megan Good. How you feel you about said that, that one? Five times. I know. That's all I got. I don't feel any way about it. You don't like I it. I don't care. You don't care. No. You wanted rumors. I gave you rumors. You did. That was a good one. That's, that's a good. A, that's a that's juicy a, one. That's a good. Some good grist for the mill. That's all. That's yeah. all I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. All right. And that is your rumor report. Yeah. Why we got these fans up? Because you was feeling some of that tea, girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, four after the hour, donkey of the day. We need John Morant to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. This is a very teachable moment, I believe. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's talk about it. All right. And then we're going to open up the phone lines after that. That's right. 800-585-1051. We'll do it after Charlemagne's donkey of the day, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Where's the best place to listen? It's Audible, the home of storytelling. Hear the latest audiobooks, podcasts, and exclusive originals on wellness, motivation, and music. You name it, you can find it on Audible. Sign up for 30 days free at audible.com slash breakfast club. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Look at these donkeys, donkeys, donkeys. Bunch of That's time for the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlamagne the devil. Possibly. <laughs> Yes, donkey today for Monday, May 15th, goes to my South Carolina brethren, John Morant. If you haven't heard, the Memphis Grizzlies have suspended John Morant from all team activities after a video showed him holding a gun on Instagram Live. I know you think you're experiencing deja vu right now, but you're not. Okay, just two months ago, Ja was suspended for eight games by NBA Commissioner Adam Silver for, for holding a gun in a Denver script club. So, yes, this is Ja Morant uh, waving a gun on IG Live again. For whatever reason, who the hell knows? But let's go to WFAA ABC 8 for the news report, please. Ja Morant, the 23-year-old star point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, is now suspended for the second time this year. An Instagram Live video surfaced today showing Morant waving around what looked like a gun. Just hours later, the Grizzlies issued a statement banning the All-Star from all league activities. This is pretty much an exact repeat of what happened just two months ago. But this time, Morant's $194 million contract could be in jeopardy. Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Insanity uh, is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results, right? Now, let's keep in mind that John ja Morant left the Grizzlies to seek counseling for what he said was to learn how to handle stress better. Not only did John ja say he was going to learn how to handle stress better, he said he was going to be more responsible. No need for me to tell you what he said. You can hear it for yourself. Listen. You are holding a gun, and we both know how dangerous that can be. Whose gun were you holding? Well, the gun wasn't mine. No, it's not who I am. I don't condone and 
you know, any type of violence, um, but I take, you know, full responsibility, you know, for my actions. And now, you know, finally me having that time um, to, you know, realize everything, have that time alone. I realize, you know, what I have to lose. First of all, drop on the clues box with Jalen Rose uh, for that conversation he had with Ja a couple months ago. Listen, I'm seeing people blaming Ja's friends, in particular the brother Devontae Pack. I'm seeing people blame his father, T. Morant, but the reality is the main person to blame for all of this is Ja Morant. Mm -hmm. There's nobody more responsible for the choices Ja Morant makes than Ja Morant because Ja, when everyone talks about what you have to lose, the key word in that statement is you. Okay, when this story is told in the future and we talk about one of the biggest fumbles we've ever seen in the history of life, we're not going to say Devontae Pack fumbled the bag. We're not going to say T. Morant fumbled the opportunity. No, all the credit for that is going to go to you, John Morant. And I hear y'all out there saying, why can't he own a gun in America? What's wrong with that? Let me be the first to tell y'all, shut the F up forever. Of course you can own a gun in America. We 2A all day, but that's not what this is about. This is about uh, you needing to stop speaking from speaking about this from your perspective okay because what you're not understanding is Ja is not just an individual he's a business and in business there's morality clauses and anything a company feels is damaging to the brand is in violation of that morality clause and Ja is also the face of the NBA in the NBA violation of the morality clause is anything that is harmful to relationships with fans sponsors and broadcast partnerships all of y'all out there saying there's nothing wrong with Ja waving a gun none of y'all are the potential face of the NBA Nobody has paid y'all a five-year, $194 million deal. None of y'all have multi-million dollar endorsement deals with Nike. None of y'all have multi-million dollar endorsement deals with Powerade. This is about John ja Morant being a pitch man for corporate entities, okay? This is about John ja Morant displaying a pattern of behavior that is making all those multi-million dollar corporations second-guess their relationship with him right now, okay? The brother already lost about $40 million because he didn't make uh, the All-NBA teams this season. Because of that, he's not eligible for the Supermax contract. If you don't think that he didn't get voted on those teams because of his off-the-court behavior, you're nuts, okay? And that's what we should be talking about. I don't understand, all right? We are, we are always in such a rush to make excuses for poor behavior. I don't want John Morant to lose everything, but I'm not going to sit around and co-sign self-destructive behavior either, okay? Because the sad part about what John is doing, it's not new. I never understand why you digital D-heads like flashing weapons on social media, okay? Before social media, it was on DVDs and then music videos. We have to stop co-signing self-destructive behavior because clearly generations of us are still not learning, all right? I don't want them to lose everything, but I'm not going to make excuses for them either because one thing this era hates is accountability. And John Morant needs to be held accountable, okay? If this, one, if this was one incident, sure. All right, we can make all the excuses we want, but Ja's been displaying a pattern of D-head behavior that he even acknowledges. All right, He even said he needed to do better, and that is what boggles my brain about this whole situation. I don't understand the why. Okay, when you know better, but choose not to do better. What is going on in Ja Moran's head that he can't help himself? We've seen people fumble bags before, but there's been reasoning behind it, right? We've seen people be emotional over losing a woman. We've seen people make dumb decisions on drugs. We've seen them make dumb decisions on alcohol. We've seen this type of behavior Jaws displaying from your favorite rappers. But even with that, as stupid as it is, we understand because they selling a gangster image, a gangster lifestyle. It's dumb as hell, but it's on brand. Ja, this isn't your brand. You're not a gangster. You're not a rapper. In fact, all the gangsters in the world, all the rappers in the world would trade places with you in a heartbeat. All right, this is what I don't understand. You're trying to be them when they would love to be you. All right, you're making hundreds of millions of legal dollars. Do you think these street rappers and street N-words and gangsters are doing that? This is why I don't understand why you're choosing to be like everybody else, okay? Anybody can get on IG Live 
throw on some NBA young boy and flash a gun. But not everybody can do what you do. All right, you want to flex for real? Go buy 500 acres of land in South Carolina. Go build affordable housing in Memphis. Put that on Instagram Live, okay? When you're different, you should flex different, but you out here acting like everybody else. You out here being typical and average and mediocre and stuck in the bigotry of low expectations, and none of us can figure out why. If it came out today that John Moran had a drug problem, an alcohol problem, that would make all of us feel better because now we got a reason to the why and we can go get him some help. Okay, he's choosing to make these poor decisions and none of us can understand the reasoning. All right. I refuse to believe that this is just who this young man is. Okay, and job being young is not an excuse. You know why? Because he in his field has enough examples of people who've done it right. LeBron James, Steph Curry. All right. They, there's a certain level of discipline that has that has to come with people in his position. All right. And there's enough examples of people who've done it right for him to learn from. And once again, I don't want to hear about his friends. I don't want to hear about his father. All right. There's nobody who is ultimately responsible for Ja's choices but Ja. All right. You are Ja Morant, not Ja St. Patrick. OK, not Ja Gotti. You're not even Ja Rule. OK, life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you and you're about to make yourself one of the most tragic stories in NBA history. If you don't figure it out, mm-hmm. please let Remy Ma give John Morant the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb? I don't understand. Maybe the people can help me understand. I don't know. Well, I don't get it, it though. All right. I don't well, get it. Well, we're going to take your calls now. But before we do, we got to say BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace, mm-hmm. BET. Everybody else, let's open up the phone lines. Let's discuss. 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? What the hell do y'all think is going on with John Moran? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe y'all can make me understand. I don't know. And and if you've seen the video, you, you, you understand that they were taping. The brother that was at, whoever was, was man or his Devontae friend. Devontae Patrick is his name. Okay. He was taping beforehand. So it wasn't like it was a surprise. Devontae Pack, I mean. It wasn't like it was a surprise. Like, oh, man, you got me. No, it wasn't a surprise. They're taping in the car. And then he goes off off Ja for a second and goes back to Ja and allegedly Ja got the gun in his hand. Allegedly? I'ma say allegedly. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm I Ja. Got eyes. If I'm Ja, I'ma say it's AI. I'ma say I really do. What I'm saying is Ja was Chat GPT. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Yeah, boy, it had nothing to do with me. But once again, we gotta stop making excuses. You're right. And you know, you gotta hold the brother accountable. He needs to be held accountable You're because right. we don't want to see him crash and burn. But Correct. boy, he's on course to crash. Yeah, and I don't want to see him lose all that, man. No, he, he man. Can take care of his family, you know, his friends, from, his community. Dalzell, South Carolina. That town is smaller than where I'm from in South Carolina. Never been there. Monk's Corner. It's way smaller than Monk's Corner. Never been there. Like, come on, man. You just say you got dirt roads. They got mad dirt roads. I'm sure they do. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Steady calling my phone. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Charlemagne gave Ja Morant Donkey of the Day. Yes, indeed. And now, uh, we open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051, and just asking your thoughts. I mean, I think it's very sad. I, I mm-hmm. think he's about to lose a lot. Uh, I, I'm hoping that that he that he can change and, and can turn it around. I just don't understand why. And what you said in, in the Donkey of the Day is the truth. 
like like these people that you're idolizing and trying to be like, whether it's your rappers, whether it's the street dudes, they would change everything, give everything away to be in your predicament. They want to be you. To be in your, in your position. You want to be that, them, but they want to be you. The fact that you're in the NBA <laughs> and really, you don't got no street beef. It's not Come like you're a drug dealer and you got to worry about other drug, oh drug dealers. You ain't a rapper. You ain't got to worry about other rappers or where you came from. You are making, I think they said he's set to make $233 million. No, like he that. didn't make that. And the reason he didn't make that is because he didn't make the All-NBA team this year. So he lost $40 million. He had a five-year, $194 million deal with the Memphis Grizzlies. But being that he didn't make any All-NBA teams this year, he didn't make the extra $40 million, so he's not eligible for the Supermax contract no more. You don't think that they didn't vote him in because of his off-the-court behavior? Of course. Of course. So it's already costing you money, tens of millions of dollars. Let me tell y'all something, man. You know how hard it is to make a million dollars? Very difficult. You know how hard it is to make two? Yes. Do you know how hard it is to make a hundred... $200 million, $300 million. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. And you want to be like the the, the the rappers? You want to be like the gangsters? They would kill to be you, Ja. They would absolutely give up their pinky toes. Yeah. They would take the guns that you be waving in your Instagram live videos and shoot their own pinky toe off if you told them they can get $300 million. Yeah, but then you said you also did say said that you know it's not his friends as well. But I say I got to put some of the blame on his friends. Because it's also the people around you, right? And and his people around you know they they could be on salary, they could be getting paid, they could be a part of his team. I disagree. And, and it gets to the point where if you don't make it, I don't make it. So I'm gonna make sure that you're not in your own way. If I'm your friend, I'm your brother, I'm your confidant, I'm on your team, and I'm with you all the time. I'm gonna make sure you don't get in your own way. Yeah, but we act like uh, we we don't know if these people have been doing that. Here's the reality of the situation. In that script club video, Ja was the one holding up a gun. Correct. In the car. Ja was the one holding up the gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when they said he got into it with the 17-year-old, he punched the kid. His man punched the kid, same dude, Devontae, right? He punched the guy allegedly. Allegedly. But it's just like, that still doesn't put it on him, the friend. No, it, it, it doesn't, the, but, you all, know. The choices ultimately land in Ja Morant's You're lap. right, but we got to have strong friends around us, right? Charlamagne, if, can, I'm, can, if can, I'm about to do something stupid, right? Yeah. There's been times when I was about to do something stupid. What's the first thing you say? Yo, E, you shouldn't handle it that way. Yeah, but if you still do something stupid, I, 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 can't, I can't stop you. But if you see me about to do something, you're not going to stop me? You're not yes, going to try? but if you continue to still do it, that's still on you. But you're you. not going to be with me while I do the stupidity. No, but I'm not. I, I, I don't think Devontae thought Ja was going to do that. <laughs> I saw the way he snatched the camera you're, away. You're right. He's like, whoa. But here's the other thing. Why y'all got guns in the car? And that's another thing. I'm not going to let you drive around with a no, gun in the car. No, I'm not doing oh, that. Oh, if you feel like you got to have a gun, where's security? Let yeah, me call security. Right. We that's got right. enough for it. That's right. Anywhere you going with a man that's worth, first of all, forget the $100 million. Anywhere you going with anybody where you think you need a gun, you shouldn't be there. You should not go. You should not be there. You and should if, not and go. And if that $300 million man, or however much he's worth, feels like he needs to walk around with a gun, that is all the more reason to hire that man 24-7 security. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, what's your name, bro? Hey, my name is Vontae, man. I'm out here from, I'm from Mount Corner. The 843, Mount Corner all day, what's happening? Hey, Charles, hey, what's going on, family? What's up, fam? How are you? Man, I'm doing good, man. I ain't gonna lie. I work on this clock, man. Look, look, this ain't no family reunion, man. What, what's it's your thoughts, man? It's always a family reunion on the Breakfast Club. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. If John Morant needs his ass cut, you know, him, him and his damn daddy, you know what I mean? I ain't gonna cap. You think they need their ass cut? Yeah! Oh, he mean cut like he need to, you need somebody need to beat their ass. Oh, that's they, what that means. Get them somebody to act up. right. Yeah, okay, he don't mean you. cut like from the beat, team. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, beat, beat their ass, bro. Ain't no way you keep doing the same slow boy. I'm with you. 
Now, see, see, let me translate for, for my geeks. Please, please help me out. He's not wishing violence upon them. It's just like when you're young as a child uh -huh. and you got to get a beating to get some discipline. Yes. That's what he wants to happen to them in, oh. this, in this sense. It don't oh. have to be literally beat. Oh. You know what I mean? But he wants them to feel the consequences of their actions so they know better. Got you. But I don't ha I don't think the daddy got nothing to do with this. It's nah, all nah, on job. Nah, the daddy don't have nothing to do with it. But let me ask you a question. If they do cut him for a, a, a significant amount of time, right? Let's say half a season, a full season, that might send him into a whirlwind because maybe basketball is the only thing that's keeping him focused because he has to train. He I'm has to play. He, I'm that's keeping him that. out of trouble. I'm scared of that. But you know what? That's the risk you got to take. And um, I do think he needs to be suspended for a significant amount of time. Hello, who's this? Peace, Doc. Peace. This is Red. Red, good morning, man. What's your thoughts, man? Man, listen. First of all, y'all got the greatest weight music of all time. But to get the John Morant, that young man needs some help, man. He's crying out. I see, you know, uh, unfortunately, um, suicide potentially. How he's committing career suicide. Yeah. But um, we've seen this before, man, with the Maurice Clarette, the Gilbert Arenases, the Mike Tyson. Like, the world is at your feet and you sabotage it. So it's got to be tools that he doesn't have in his mental toolbox that's not helping him cope with all this. But let me ask you a question. What, what, like, when we say he's he's dealing with prime problems, he's crying out for help, what help is he crying out for? Like, like, you know, the pressure, I mean, look, everybody got pressure. You got pressure. I got pressure. It's different levels to this pressure. So now when you're a Spending even in his own mind, he could be putting so much pressure on himself the way he doesn't see himself. He he could be like Jamal Murray's better than me. Just, you know what I'm saying? And it's just small things like that that could be playing on his psyche. He could really not be as good as he think he is. You know what I'm saying? Boy, that, that's a damn lie. Because John Morant be balling. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? John Morant. So I don't understand what the cry for help is, right? You, you know, certain people like I. When I when I started off DJing, I had to go to certain areas and certain clubs that I had to go mm -hmm. to to make money. And I knew they weren't the best areas. I knew they mm -hmm. weren't the greatest areas, but I had to go. John Morant don't have that problem. Yeah, I don't see. I don't. I, I, listen, I'm not a psychiatrist. You know, what I mean, I'm, I, I go to too much therapy to ever be a psychiatrist. I, but I don't see him crying out for help. I see him just making poor choices yes. and dumb decisions. And I don't know what is causing him to make those poor choices and dumb decisions. Like I said during Donkey today, if we found out today that John Morant had a drug problem or an alcohol problem, it would make all the sense in the world. You right. know what I'm saying? Because now right. we got a reason as to why he's making these foolish choices. Correct. Right now, I don't understand any of it. Let's go to one more caller before we take some more calls. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? This is Delia from Detroit. What up, though, Delia? What's the deal, MB? How you feeling? Talk to us. What's your, what's your thought on, on John Morant? Oh, my God. I'm so disappointed in John Morant. I am a single parent. I grew up in a two-parent home. I promise you, I tried to make everything work with my child's uh, father because I know the statistics against a single parent household. Mm. For him to have to have two parents, for them to deal what they have done for him and for him to be crashing out like this, I'm just disappointed. Then he has a little sister that's following in his footsteps. What type of example are you showing? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, it's that, like I would trade places with you in a heartbeat, boy. And that's the scariest thing about this Thank whole you, situation. Like, you know, if you follow John through high school, we didn't hear about any incidents. Right. You know what I mean? There wasn't any trouble around Ja Rule. Even when, I mean, that's a Ja Rule. Even in college, you didn't John hear Morant, this yep. about Ja Morant. You know what I mean? So it's just like, why wait till you make hundreds of millions of dollars in the NBA? Start thugging. I will say this though is, and we talk about it all the time. It's the influence, right? Because you see all these kids uh, that are heavily influenced by NBA young boy. You see these kids heavily influenced by Chief Keith and, and Kodak Black and and Pooh Shiesty 
And, and, and that influence does it. Like, I've seen suburbia kids wear masks on on their prom yeah. pictures and going on the field because they want to be like Pooh They don't have a thug bone every in their sing, body. Every single one of those rappers you name would trade places with John ja Morant in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Every single one of Without them. Without a doubt. Okay. Every When I say every single one of them, there is no doubt in my mind everybody you just named would trade places with him in a heartbeat. All right. Well, we're opening up the phone lines. We're talking John ja Morant. Charlamagne gave him donkey today. What's your thoughts on the John ja Morant situation? If you don't know, uh, allegedly he had another gun. Gun on live. That's right. So looks like he's gonna get suspended. We'll find out how and why and you know how long, but we're taking your calls when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlemagne gave Donkey the day to John Morant. That's right. Now, we're asking. Phone lines are wide open. What are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. We have Asia on the line. Asia, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How you feeling morning, this morning? Asia. Um, I'm feeling. How y'all feeling? Good, good. Bless What's your thoughts? Black and <laughs> So, I'm from Memphis, and this is typical. Typical behavior. Shout out to my city, though. I love y'all. I have a problem. Like, yes, we should put all the accountability on him, but I have a problem with his circle because... None of the people in my circle, famous, public figures, social media influence, but we still hold each other accountable. Bad behavior is not acceptable, and portraying an image that you're not is also not acceptable. But we're not going to let each other get in situations that will be like this. Like, he got millions, hundreds of millions of dollars on the table. He has brand endorsements. He has a lot of stuff on his whole career ahead of him. That's right. I feel like as your circle... They should have told you, you just got out of the heat with this last situation. Lay low. Chill out for a little minute. Just lay low. You don't need to do nothing. You don't need to be on social media. You don't need to do none of that. But how do we know he that his cir- how do we know his circle not telling him that? Though? That's why I say it ultimately that this all of this falls on Ja. I, I get everything y'all saying about mm-hmm. his circle and his family and everything else, but this is ultimately up to him. Yeah, and you're right. But see, that's the thing. When it comes down to holding somebody accountable and you see they're not willing to listen, you're supposed to dissociate yourself from them. You're not even supposed to be around them no more. Let him be out there by himself. Because now, even though his friend did move the phone real quick, they're still putting it on his friend. Like, why would you even be recording him? Not even knowing what he's going to do. But it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't like his friend surprised him and started taping. They were taping before right. that. So he knew it was being taped. But like Charlamagne said, it's on Ja. Yeah, his friends should be a lot smarter. But at the end of the day, it's on Ja. Now, if you, you're a mentor out in um, Memphis? I'm in, I'm virtual now. But yes, I started in Memphis. How many kids you got out there in Memphis? 15 virtually. All right. You know, I'm doing my car show there in two weeks. So I would love to give you some tickets so your students could, could come to the car show for free and get VIP passes, get there early and all that other stuff, if that's cool with you. Oh, yeah, that's cool with me. That's what's up. I appreciate that. All right, hold on, and I'll get all your information. i have my assistant hit you up. Right, hold on, okay? All right. I'm going to be honest with you, man. The only thing worse than Jaws' behavior is Zion Williams' outfits. Yo, shut up, man. Zion, I love you, bro. Get a stylist. Hello, who's this? Oh, hello, it's B-Mo from the Metro. Hey, what's hey, up, brother? Hey, 803, what's happening? South Carolina heavy this morning. Sorry. What's your thoughts, brother, on John Moran? Of course, as we should be, because, you know, we're very endearing to Jaws. Like, we know how important he is to the city, to the state and stuff like that. But what he's doing is awful. It's like, and I think his dad is, I think his dad is going to feel away because he's the one who trained him in the backyard, jumping through tires and doing all of this stuff. If John were to lose all of this, he's going to feel resentment towards his dad because he is so connected to his journey and helping him get there. Well, he shouldn't feel no resentment towards his dad because his nah. dad got him there. You That's know right. what I mean? And, but they always, what do they say? Your, your talent will take you places where your character can't sustain you. At some point, the parent isn't responsible for Jod no more. And if you ask me, Jod's father is not responsible for Jod nah, no more. Ja, ja, as, 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 I, I hate when people talk about Jod's dad, right? He did great. Jod's dad did great. He did what he was supposed to do. He got him out of, out of South Carolina, made him a, a Number two pick name. in the NBA draft, man. He gave man. him a career. He trained him. Come he on, kept man. him out of trouble. His dad did what he 
was supposed to do. And and if, if that's my son, I'm at every game too. I trained him. Yes, I'm there. I'm supporting my son. The problem, the lover, who cares? But the like, problem with John now is he's an adult. He is an adult. But being that he's an adult, he don't have nobody, you know, holding his hand. Correct. He's saying you need to do this, you need to do that. So that's why I keep telling y'all. At the end of the day, it's ultimately on Ja. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Artist. How are you? Hey, Artist. Good morning. What's your thoughts? Talking Ja Morant this morning. Yes, yes. Well, I feel like money doesn't equate morality. And so even though money's on the line and he's making money, you know, he's young, he's probably living his dreams or maybe what his parents wanted him to do, it doesn't mean that he's going to be such a great person. So, you know, I mean, personally, I wouldn't want to trade myself with somebody who doesn't have good morality. It's like people who, men who have families and children, but they're really gay. It's like, Whoa. you cannot change a, a person's inside. Whoa. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you went with why, that one. What the hell? Listen, first of all, I don't think uh, I don't think what Jai's doing is immoral. I think what Jai's doing is stupid. Dumb. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a matter of morality. Even though we use terms like morality clause, that's just the language that's in these corporate contracts. I don't think what he's doing is immoral. I think what he's doing is dumb and stupid. And this is about business. Because if it wasn't about business, we wouldn't be having these conversations. If this wasn't going to cost him hundreds of millions of dollars, we wouldn't care. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let him do whatever he wants to do. But the fact that we know this is going to possibly cost him hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe cost him a career... Nobody wants to see that. And nobody and nobody here is saying cancel him, right? Because I hear people cancel. No, nobody nah. wants to cancel him. He's a young man. He's making a bunch of dumb mistakes. And I'm praying that he can change it around because he can influence a lot of kids out there. He made a, a bunch of bad mistakes. He made a bunch of bad decisions. That's and right. I'm praying that he can change that. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello Emerson. Emerson, what's up? Talk to us. Man, y'all, in that social media age, man. That's all it is. They have fun. But he don't understand as much as he can lose. So who's going to tell him that? I, I, I don't believe that he doesn't understand that because he told Jalen Rose he knows exactly, you know, what he has to lose. So right. so, so, I, so I can only take a person on his word. If you know better, you should yeah, be but, better. Right, but Jalen, like Jalen said, if they had social media back then, but that can't be an excuse. That that can't be an excuse. Yeah, you, you can say that if they have, so, but they have social media now, and you know everything is filmed and everything is taped, and you should know how to move. And there's no way somebody worth two hundred, three hundred million dollars should be walking around with a pistol mm -hmm. defending themselves. That's right. You know what I mean? You gotta, you, you, you gotta, you gotta know who you are, man. And I put it to you like this: uh, Charlemagne and myself ain't worth three hundred million dollars, but when we go to, when we go out. Please believe we have uh, security with us to make sure that we save it and we're not walking around uh, trying to defend ourselves. That's right. right. You know? So should he have a mentor then? Yes. I mean, who's supposed to support but, him? But that's why I said during Donkey of the Day, he's had enough examples of people that have done it right. Your mentor should be LeBron James. Your mentor should be <laughs> the Steph Currys of the world. Reach out to these people. Yeah. I, I'm sure these people would love to put their arm around you. Reach out to the OGs, the Michael Jordans, the Magic Johnsons, all of these people who have lived and learned. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Steven Jackson. Matt Jack Barnes. Perfect, you don't yeah. think these brothers have been through it already? These brothers would love to put their arm around you. And, and, and guide you the right way and show you how to move. What are we talking about? There's been too many examples of brothers from the hood who probably come from worse circumstances than Ja who have figured it out in the NBA. So we cannot use that as him being, you know, being young as an excuse. There's too many people with experience that he can reach out to. And that's why the NBA, a lot of times, put a lot of these OGs and a lot of these veterans on these teams because their job really is to make sure 
that they're mentoring the younger players and guiding right. them so they don't do the same things that the the OGs did or the older players did that's or right. the vets did. So that's why a lot of times these older players are on these teams. Now, Charlamagne, you gotta let's close this out. I'll close it out by telling everybody to go uh, go look at that sermon Sarah Jake Roberts gave yesterday at the Potter House. And you know what the name of the sermon was? What? what? I know better. Right. That's what it was called. I know better. Go re- go go listen to that sermon. And, 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 and you'll, you'll, you'll understand why it's called I Know Better. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors now. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On The Breakfast Club. Now, I don't want to exhaust this, but Fat Joe had some strong words for John Morant and his crew. So I just want to get that on. Shout to Fat Joe. It's trying hard to go play for Turkey or China, or Serbia Montenegro. He's trying hard to get kicked out the NBA. And those guys that's with you, they're not your people's job. Anybody telling you or pointing you in the direction of ignorance, it's not with you. It's 25-30 game suspension. Who knows? You're not going to get rid of him because he's so talented. And if he do it one more time? No, 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 he's going to get rid of him. Not now. They sent Allen Iverson to f-ing Turkey, bro. Yeah, nah. AI. I get it. I get it, bro. I get it. Bro. No, sir. No, sir. Stephon Marbury was getting $200 million. They sent him to China. And, he, and, and him and AI wasn't waving guns. Uh, I mean, Joe's not wrong, but I mean, AI, them, they, that was way after their NBA career was over when they went to Turkey and all that stuff like that. No, nah, Steph was still dope though. Steph was still getting busy. Steph, I mean, Steph went to China. Steph, was pretty, still Steph busy. went to China pretty early, but that was a, didn't he choose to go to China? I think the league was boxing him out at one time. Yeah, That's but, what he but, felt but like. AI had a long NBA career before. I, I don't remember him playing in Turkey. And AI got suspended a lot. He was in trouble a lot with the NBA. And, but whatever. Joe, not wrong. But we have yeah. to. We do have to stop putting this on Ja's friends. Like Ja has to be held accountable for Ja. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, John Morant's not making mistakes no more. He's making choices. The first time might have been a mistake. Now you're just making choices. Now, Amari Hardwick was sitting down during, uh, for an interview, and he was talking about power and him coming back as maybe a ghost sequel or something new that they do with ghosts. I don't know if you remember, but last time he was here during the Breakfast Club, I asked him about him being the ghost character. He didn't really like it. This is what he said. And Amari, did you have a problem taking this role since you are very much ghost to a lot of people and it's hard to see you in any other role? Because every time I saw you on the screen, I was like, there go ghost. Yeah, there goes ghost. I see him out there. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't even see the movie. I said, no. I said, when I see him out here, I'm like, there's oh. ghost. You're I mean, always ghost. I mean, do you, so I'm always ghost to you like I have inability as an actor or I'm always ghost in your mind? See, you ghost oh. right now. See, so you see it. <laughs> 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 I know. I had to back up. I was like, <laughs> Like, should I, should I just do power for the rest of my no, career? No, no. I, man, I'm an amalgamation of, of Terry Crews and Lakeith Stanfield. But think about it, Envy. I played a homosexual AIDS victim married to Janet Jackson. What Tyler Perry movie was that? For Color Girls. That's I played, right. I, I mean, there's 15 year career. Yeah, right. It's just so funny. People go, it's like, I guess so much. once ghosts happen, it just, they love, so that it just, yeah. rah, right. and it's cool. like, it's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. Well, he talks about possibly coming back for Ghost and maybe doing something else with that whole Power franchise? It would have to just be the perfect thing. They, were, they asked me before to come back. They asked me in the last year and a half to come back. When I was offered this, when I was in Boston reading this script, I was in Boston saying, okay, then this. And then the then this went to stars and then they didn't come back giving me what I wanted on the then this. So if they gave me the then this. It's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're right that. 
I mean, I would have loved to see it, but I don't want to see it now because he done blew the surprise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would like, if he popped up on an episode of Power, I would want it to be like a surprise. Like, yeah. oh, but you know, now that we're expecting it, I, you know. I guess it's not going to happen. I guess that then this is financial. Well, he talks about him and how he felt he was treated there. I've never made what I should have made. Never. On the back end. Period. It's happening now, finally. But up to that point, though, in your career, you still weren't making money where you were taking loans? On Power, I never got that. In the end of a never, right? Never. How much do you think I made a week? An episode? So you had to, at least 150. No, then you got it right. First time I've ever disclosed it. 50 and Courtney, I'll thank you forever. But all of them know he didn't really make no money. Mm. Yeah, so Amari feels like he wasn't paid what he was supposed to be paid. But everything, what, what people say, is always in negotiation, right? Mm-hmm. You negotiate what you want. He was the biggest character at the time when he was on power. I, th- I think he should have got paid what he thought he was worth. And if they didn't feel like it was worth that, then they move on to another series, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was uh, sitting there thinking too, man, because I'm still stuck on the Fat Joe thing. Mm-hmm. What he said about Allen Iverson and Stephon Marbury. Mm-hmm. The reason those weren't good examples is because they both played in the NBA for 17 years. Right. Like that, they played in the NBA for a long time. John Morant's only in his fourth year. Now, if John Morant mm-hmm. gets shipped to Turkey or China after his fourth year, the NBA don't want him, which is not going to happen, by the way, because he's. He's talented, too talented, right? But they—they're they not going, you know, ship him to Turkey or China after his fourth season in the league. But they, they're just Allen and Steph played seventeen years in the I NBA think, before they went on to play in China. I think in, Joey uh, Crack was saying, Turkey. "Don't get sent to uh, one of those." But they didn't to, don't get, get sent to, to China. Like don't that. get sent to Turkey. Don't get sent to wherever Steph, it is Steph, to play. Steph, Steph chose to step away from the uh, NBA because they were trying to give him a deal with the, the Celtics for the veterans minimum. Right, and he didn't and he, want to play. He, he didn't want it. So he, he, want t- it. he decided to step away and then, right. he, then I think he went to China. Yeah. And Allen played, Allen Iverson played 17 years before mm-hmm. he went to Turkey. Alright, well that is your rumor report. The People's Choice mixes up next. I gotta remind you guys, don't forget my car show is in two weeks, alright? So Memphis, pull up on me. We're doing a car show in Memphis. Uh, it's all about family. Kids five and under are free. There's going to be cars from Young Dolph, Key Glock, 50 Cent, myself, Bun B, and a couple of other celebrities we're about to announce. And also, there's going to be gaming trucks. There's going to be food trucks, rides, carnival games. So much going on. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. And if you live in the area, we'd love to have your car in the show. All right? It doesn't matter if you have a Honda Accord hooked up or a Bugatti. We'd love to see a various different cars in the show. You can email me. DJMVCarshow at gmail.com. Click the link in my bio for more information. Let's get to the mix. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. With audio titles on business, career advice, fitness, and more, Audible keeps you inspired. Whatever you're looking for, check out all the audio books, podcasts, and originals you could ever want all in one place. Sign up for 30 days free at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, I want to shout out to everybody in Atlanta. I was out in Atlanta for the uh, R&B picnic, which was something I've never done before. And I just thought it was a dope idea. It was about four or five thousand people out there on the lawn, you know, just having a great time with their family. And it was about seven DJs that provided the soundtrack. And that soundtrack was all R&B music. So uh, shout to Red Alert, shout to Booth, shout to Mono, shout to uh, DJ Louis V, shout to Just. There was so many DJs on. I don't even remember all the DJs on there. But we just provided the R&B soundtrack for a great day. The weather was amazing. The food was good. And I just want to say salute to everybody out there. We had a great time. And, and thank you guys for having me. We appreciate it. And uh, I think they're going to take that on a tour. I just thought that was a brilliant idea. Just think about it. Picnic with your family. Mm-hmm. You got the kids. Kids and y'all got your 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 uh, blankets and your everything, your food, your water, your baskets, and then 
The DJ's just providing clean R&B music. It was just dope. So yeah, Atlanta was popping Atlanta. this weekend, man. They had the uh, Scrimple Woman Festival in that, Summit. That's Mary, Mary J. Blige's, Blige's festival. Yeah, shout out to Ashana. Blige's festival. Oh, salute dope. to Ashana. Ashana, dope, dope, dope. you don't know this, but I love you so much. I I, I respect you and everything that you you do. And uh, just the way that you have, um, you know, assisted the Queen Mary J. Blige, right. and, you know, getting her flowers and putting her in the position that she needs to be, needs to be. Ashana, I salute you uh, so much. And, and I love what y'all do with the Scrimp of a Woman Festival. Our very own Nyla Simone, she was out there hosting the, That's uh, right. what was it, the Amazon Stream? Somewhere Amazon Stream, the Amazon yeah. Live Stream or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was her Gia, I mean her Gia, Gia, Gia Peppers, Peppers, and uh, Free. And free, yep. Salute to free. So absolutely, yeah, free just hit me up and said it was such a pleasure working with Nyla, man. So yeah, salute to everybody that went to the Scripps Woman Festival this weekend and ATL showed it. That's right. It was it was it was dope. So shout out to everybody out there. I mean, we, we it was so it was so much going on in Atlanta and it was so nice and peaceful. And I just want to say again, salute to Ashana, salute to Mary J. Blige. That festival is amazing. I seen Don Poo there. There was so many people around there. So salute to everybody out there. Right. And make sure to turn us on BET right now, man. Well, it's probably late. In the show Yeah we, we're halfway through the show Watch us on BET Every morning at 9am That's right Alright when we come back We got the positive notice The Breakfast Club Good morning hey Everybody it's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy We are the Breakfast Club Now it's time to get up out of here Charlemagne you got a positive note I do man And the positive note Is simply this It comes from Maya Angelou And we've been having These conversations About John ja Morant All morning I keep telling y'all uh, John ja Morant is no longer Making mistakes Now he's just making choices And they're very poor choices But Maya Angelou once said do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. It's really that simple. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.